Now, here's my role at this moment. I'm not speaking this morning, uh, and we have a guest uh, with us. His name is Patrice Nagin. He is friends with our church community. In fact, 16 years ago, the beginning of this month in October, Westside Gathering started meeting in a more public location, a small chalet, Ecclestone Park in Kirkland. And so we're 16 years old today. Woo! We're 16 years old today. We are officially an adolescent, and we're, re- we're rebelling against culture, and uh, that, that's the season we're in. When we hit 18 and on, then we'll, we'll try and mature a little bit. Uh, I'm just joking. But anyways, we're 16. Patrice uh, has known us that long. In fact, he knew us before we ever started, and so our relationship goes back that far. And, um, and so we're so excited to have him with us today. He's going to share, uh, I think, part of his, his personal story that um, will help us just get a glimpse of how powerful God is, I believe, and it connects with the, the last series we've been in this last month as well. So Patrice, why don't you come and join us? Let's give him a hand and thank him for, for being here today. Bonjour. <laughs> oh, it's a real pleasure for me to be with you this morning and I'm really happy to be here. I always like being with Westside and with you guys. And uh, let me share a story. A few years ago, uh, my wife and two other couples decided to rent a sailboat in St. Lucia Island. And we were sailing on this side of the island. The other side, it was the Atlantic. This side, it was the Caribbean Sea. And we were sailing there, going bay to bay, and it was really nice, beautiful day. And we decided to be more adventurous. And we say, okay, why don't we cross to the next island, Guadeloupe? So let's go there. So, uh, you know, when you're sailing like that, you, you, the island is here. You have the large sea or the big sea. I don't know if you say that. But, but you have the protection of the wind on the island when you sail on this side. And, but as soon as we hit the end of the island, as soon as we hit the end of the islands, the winds start to blow stronger. And the, when the wind is stronger, the waves are bigger. And, and so when the waves are bigger, you know, the, our small boat, we're going... Like that and like that. We shrink the sails to have just a bit of power, but the boat or 35 feet sailboat were going up and down. And, and the waves passed from 3 feet to 5 feet to 10 feet to 20 feet and more. One of the girls with us, Gabrielle, her name, uh, that was the first time for her going out of Quebec and going, first time traveling, <laughs> first time taking the plane, first time doing scuba diving, and first time going on a sailboat. And when you are on a sailboat, and there's waves like that. It doesn't take long that you're getting sick. <laughs> and Gabrielle got sick. She got really sick. And at one time, she was over the railing of the boat. Like, you can see something like that. And she was just feeding the fish. <laughs> and, 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 and she looked at me. I was at, the, I was at the helm of the boat, okay? And she looked at me. I said, Patrice, do, do you know what you're doing? Are you sure? Are you, do you know what you're doing? Is, is there a captain on board? She has. Is there a captain on board? And do you know what? There's a lot of people around us today, every day, who ask the same question. Is there a captain on board? Is there somebody out there who knows what he's doing? Is there somebody up there who knows what he's doing? I would like to share my story this morning. But before doing that, I would like to look to four texts with you. The first one is a text that we don't look at it too often, but it's in Galatians 4.4. 4. 
I just want to look at a part of it. It says, when the time had been accomplished, God sent his son. When I look to that text, it seems for me that God was waiting for a special time, a specific time to send Jesus. And I start to look to the spiritual, social, religious situation of that time. And I came with four things that I've seen about this time when Jesus came. And the first one is that there was one language at that time. But there was many languages, but one main one, Greek. Like today, there's many languages, but English is the main one in the world, business world, in the world when we're traveling. You're traveling. So Greek was the main language of that time. That being brought by Alexander Greek. There was road everywhere, built by the Romans. They've been built road all over the empire. So it was easy to travel all around the place, all over the empire. There was the Pax Romana. The Pax Romana, it's a, it's a word they used, to, they used to say that there's a freedom of new expression of faith, new idea, new thought that has been brought by the Romans. And another thing, there was the Greek translation of the Old Testament that was teaching about who is God? Who are we? What was the intention of God? Why the world is like that? And all the prophecy concerning Jesus that will come. All that was translating in the main language of that time with a time where it was allowed for new expression of faith to go and travel all around the empire. All that have been done by nations and leaders who were not following the God of the Bible. But God used all that. He was waiting for all that to come in place, and he sent Jesus. The right climate, the right situation. Yes, there's a captain on board. Yes, there's somebody out there who knows exactly what he's doing. There's somebody out there who's got a plan. Let's look to another text in Ephesians 1. It says something like that. His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by bringing us into himself, to himself through Jesus Christ. God's secret plan has now been revealed to us. It is a plan centered on Christ, designed long ago according to his will. This is his plan. He will bring everyone under Christ. It will bring everyone under the authority of Christ. It will bring everyone under the reign of Christ. Yes, there's a captain on board. And he knows exactly what he's doing. He wants to bring everyone under Christ. God revealed his plan. We know now, today, that God has a plan. That should totally influence the way we live the way we live our life, understand the role we got on that. God wants us to understand that we are involved in a bigger project than what we think. God has a plan. He wants to bring each of us to experience a healing relationship with Him. 
with myself, with each other, with this earth. He wants every one of us to experience the life he got for us. He wants to bring not only everyone. If we look to the text, it means every aspect, every part of my life. He wants to bring healing and freedom to my personal life, but my relational life too, my professional life, my financial life, my sexual life. Not to control in a bad way, but to bring freedom, to set us free as we sang. And he has the power to do it. The Roman, the Greek, the Egyptian they didn't know that, but we know that because he revealed it to us. God has a plan. Bring freedom in every aspect of our life. Let's look to another text. Ecclesiastic says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. God has put in the every human heart a desire to search, to question about life, about eternity, about meaning. Have you ever had this kind of, of question? You know, is there something after? Is there somebody up there? Is there a captain up there? Is there something more than what I see? Have you ever had this kind of question? Or am I along? <laughs> Good. Thank you. All those questions that come in our mind, existential question. God has put this seed, thought of eternity in our heart. You know, when we want to know somebody, It's always depending on that person. If that person wants to reveal herself or himself to us. It doesn't depend on that. I want to know you. But if you don't want to expose yourself or reveal yourself, I cannot know you. And the same thing for everyone. And we, we have the privilege to know God. Because he agreed. He revealed himself. He revealed who he is. Who we are. What was his intention And why our world is as it is today. And he revealed the deep needs of our heart. He set this thought of eternity in our heart. Because he wants to meet me. He wants to meet you. He wants you to find him. He wants you to come to him for your life. But in every aspect of your life to, to bring healing and freedom, peace and joy. The last text, Jesus says that. So in Luke, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be open. God wants to reveal himself to you in a way that you cannot imagine. And he says that anyone who wants to be fine will be found. You know, imagine we have, all have a timeline, okay? There's a timeline. There. I'm born here, and there's my timeline here, and yours. And some are here, some are here, some are here, 
Some, I'm here. Some are a little bit more. Outside. <laughs> Some are a little bit more. So during this timeline, you know, we know now that God got God's plan. He wants to bring me under him. He wants to reveal himself to me. He already done it. And all during this timeline, he's tapping on my shoulder. Hey, Patrice, I'm here. Hey, John, I'm here. Hey, David, I'm here. Hey, you know this thing in your life? Trust me on that. Again, hey, trust me on that. And he's doing that through, through his spirit to stuck to my heart. He's doing that through my reading. He's, re- he's doing that through situation that we are exposed, experience we, we are going through. But he's doing that through events. Gathering like this morning. And it, it, God, I call that markers. God, we have markers in our life that we can recognize and invite us to recognize him in all aspects of our life. So God is calling us, tapping on our shoulder. Hey, trust me on that. Hey, remove that from your life. Trust me. Again, we don't do it. We do it again. At that one point, we take a decision. Okay, Lord, I'll let go and I trust you. This is exactly what happened in my life. You know, sometimes we don't take those decisions. When God is tapping on my shoulder, showing something in my life, or showing that I need maybe to, to, to follow him, or something special in my life that I need to let go, we don't do it because of fear. Fear of, because we don't know the future. Because we know that, but we don't know that. And you know that God, there's 366 times in the Bible that God say in one way or another one, do not fear. I'm there. And I'm going to be there up to the end. 366 times. It means one time for every day. And you got an extra one in case you miss one. Do not fear. Go. Make, make the step I'm calling you to do. And you know what is the step for you this morning? Maybe God is calling you something in your personal life or your, your family life or your personal life to let go and trust him. God is calling you to do it. Did you see those markers on your life? When we remove that, we experience freedom. Do not fear. And we are invited to make those steps in your life, not because by our own strength, not because you believe that we can do it. Yeah, I can do it. I will do it. No, because we trust his strength. He's got the power. He's got the capacity to go with us through that step. Without him, we cannot do it. And God is calling you to something this morning. I don't know what it is. You know it. I want to invite you to do that step. And maybe some of you have never just make the step to say, Lord, I need you in my life. You are Savior. You are Lord. I never made a decision to follow you, Jesus. But God wants to meet you. He wants to have this relationship with you. When you look at your life, I'm sure you too, if you never made this decision, you can see markers on your life where God was tapping on your shoulder saying, hey, I'm here. Turn to me. Trust me. Follow me. 
You see those markers? This morning, it's another marker in your life and in my life. God is calling you, knocking, knocking at your door. And he's inviting you and me to follow him and trust in him. For your life or some part of your life that it's not to him yet. You know, when I was young, I was a person who really wanted to know why are we unheard. That was, Christianity was not an option for me. Bible, faith, Jesus, God, that was not an option at all. That's 40 years ago. That was not possible for me that we just wake up in the morning, go to school, coming back in the evening, go to bed, going, waking up the next morning, go to school, coming back, and waking up the next morning, and uh, later go to work, coming back in the evening, have fun and a few things, traveling, and at the end it's dying, and that's it. There should be something else, and I wanted to know. I really wanted to know. The seas of eternity. The one who search will find. So I began to look around. I remember 14 years old, up north in a small village called Boileau, at the limit of Outaouais and De Laurentides, close to Tremblant. We were sitting around a fire camp with friends, talking all nights about power or subconscious, about death after night, uh, death after life. And we were talking about that, and, and we were going deep on those discussions, try, trying to find purpose, trying to find answers, talking about reincarnation. One day, somebody brings some drugs, and we start to take that. This drug gives place to, to hard drugs. And one day, we were in that same village, in a small hotel in this village. I was in a room with a bunch of friends, and start to shot themselves. And one day, they were not able to do it anymore, so I prepared a shot for them. I was giving to them every shot. And they all fall, one after the other one. And went out of the room, for a couple of hours, just play with my friend, and I came back in the room, and they were still there. I said, this is not what I'm looking for. So I left the place, and a friend of mine, a girl in Saint-Maxim, in Laval School, told me, hey, Patrice, why don't you come tonight? There's a special speakers at one event, and this man will give you answer to all your questions. I said, yes, I will go. I wanted." To get answered. You see, the seeds of eternity was there. I really wanted to know. I really wanted to get answers. So I went to that place, and there was a man, no hair, with a robe, kind of goo. And he started to teach about meditation. We were calling that Raja Yoga. And we, I was going there week after week, learning from him. And we did those weird experiences of going out of the body. Some really weird experience. But something, I was listening to him doing those experiences. I was telling him, or telling myself, something is missing. And I, and I feel that what is missing is the masterpiece. And so I went to him. We were calling him Swami. I said, Swami, who taught you that? Because I'm listening, I'm hearing you, but something is missing. I want to know. He said, it's a master in India. Okay, I said, I want this master. I don't want any more intermediary. So I prepared a trip to go in India to find that master. The one who seek will find. The seeds of eternity was my heart, my heart. So I was preparing this trip to go in India. And a week before my departure, I was living in Laval. 
And one week before, I had one day of shopping to do, go and backpack and a few things and get my passport. So I was waiting for the bus, the one who know Laval, it's uh, the 24, the number 24, I still remember that. I was waiting on the corner of Notre Dame and Saint Martin, no, Notre Dame and La Belle. And the bus came, and uh, I went on the bus. I was along with the bus driver. And he start, we started to talk together. And, you know, I was this kind of long hair hippie. And this guy was really s straight. And, but he was nice with me. And we started to talk. And he said, what are you doing? I said, I prepare a trip. Why and where? And I said, I'm going with my girlfriend in, in India. Why? And I explained. He said, you should go as a threesome. I said, what? You want to come with us? He said, no, bring the Lord with you. I said, yeah, of course, here. Yeah, why not? And, you know, I was saying the Lord God as somebody on the top of a mountain, sorry, top of a mountain with many trails to go there, his trail was what I was calling religion. That was good for him. <laughs> that was not my trail. I said, yes, of course, yeah. And, but in Laval, you know, you never stay too long in a bus. So after five, six minutes, I, I left the bus and went to do my shopping. And um, after an hour, an hour and a half, I don't know, I had to take the bus again. So I was waiting for the bus. The bus came and the same bus driver was there. So we say hi, and I stay in the front with him, just talking. And this guy started to talk about Jesus. But he was talking about Jesus in a way that I've never heard before. It was like if he knew him. He was not just sharing things that he heard about Jesus. He was saying things about Jesus like he had a relationship with him, as he was a friend with him, as he was a, a buddy, a, a, somebody close to him. That was really impressive for me. But in Laval, you never stay too long in a bus. So five, six minutes after, I went out of the bus and doing my things. And an hour, an hour and a half after, I was waiting for the bus. And the bus came, the door opened, and the same bus driver was there. I said, are you the only bus driver of the city? You know, Laval, it's 500 or 600,000 people. And we laughed together. I said, my name is Petrus. He said, his name is Maurice. And we started to laugh together. And he talked a little bit more about Jesus. Talking to me about who Jesus can be for me, who he was. But in Laval, we don't stay too long. So I went out of the bus, and I went to pick up my passport at the corner of De La Rantide and Saint-Martin. At that time, it was taking hours to get a passport. So I got my passport, and I went out and ready to go back home, so the other side of the street, going the other direction. And the bus arrived. The door opened. I said, Maurice! He said, Patrice! The same bus driver again. The one who seek will find. It's a promise of God. It's a promise of God. The one who seeks will find. So Maurice talked with me a little bit more. And, and he said, would you like to have a New Testament before your departure? I said, yes, if you want to give me something, I will take it. But what is a New Testament? And he explained to me, it's the teaching of Jesus, the life of Jesus. And I said, yeah, and he dropped one on my mailbox that evening. A week after, my girlfriend and I left. Not enough money to go in India, so we land in Morocco. <laughs> so the goal was to walk through North Africa, Middle East, to end up in India. As we were traveling in Morocco, going ready to cross the High Atlas to go in Algeria after that, I met, not the bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> There's always somebody who thinks, oh, the bus driver? No, no. I met a guy called Francois. And Francois was, was from Quebec, but he was coming back from a trip in India. And Francois has the same question than me. He was coming back from a trip of two years in India 
with the same question than me. But he was coming back without any answer. So I started to think, okay, am I going, am I going there for nothing? And Francois was doing something really interesting. He was reading the Bible. And, but not understanding God, Jesus. Come back with Francois later. But a couple of weeks after, we just let him go. And we continue our trip crossing Algeria, Tunisia. Difficulty in Libya. And seven months after, make a long story short, we had to come back. My girlfriend and I in Montreal. And we broke. We broke. We just stopped dating. And, and my quest was not done. I needed to find an answer. So I started to hitchhike and go down the States to go in somewhere where I can find an answer. I said, I'm just going to go. I cannot find an answer here. I need to go. So I hitchhiked down the States, arrived in Florida, and in Florida, I met Francois again. <laughs> can you believe that? I met Francois, and, and, and we went together, and we hitchhiked all to the Gulf of Mexico and arrived in a place called Tulum in the peninsula of Yucatan. Tulum, at that time, was just a fisher hut, no hotel, and we rent a hut with your hammock or hammock, and I was there with Francois and another guy from Oregon, and both of them were reading their Bible every morning. So for the first time, I took the New Testament that Maurice, the bus driver, gave me, and I started to read, and it hit me. The word of Jesus, the life of Jesus, the word of Jesus. I am the truth. I am the way. I am the life. It was not saying, I show you the truth. I show you the way. I show you how to live. I am. Jesus was saying, I am the life. I am the truth. I am the way. I am the door. I am the source. I am the light. Those words were coming deeply in my heart. And I let my friend, and I went in the mountain in Guatemala just to read and read and read the New Testament. I don't know how many times. But I, when I did this trip, I left Montreal with $250. I was rich. But after three months, I ran out of money. So I decided to come back. And I crossed Mexico, west coast of the States, and I arrived in Vancouver. I was traveling, no backpack, just a small bag and a blanket rolled. And, and, and I arrived in Vancouver, and I lost my bike, and I started to hang out with the wrong gang. Hasting and Main Street, I don't know if they know this area. It's not the nicest place in Vancouver. And during a situation, it's not a fight, but a knife went through my hand, and I, I started to be sick, an hepatitis. And I've been chipped in Montreal. I was at the hospital, contagious. I'm okay now. If you shake my hand, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I was there at the hospital, and when I was at the hospital, I had time to reflect. And I was remembering what was going on on my heart, on, on my, my um, how do you call that? My what? Okay, that's what they say. You know, a fire was burning here, and I said, I want that back. I said that to God. I want that back. I was touching something. I don't know what exactly, but I was touching. You know, I was understanding now that, yes, there's a captain on board. There's somebody out there. Jesus, I don't understand it, but I know God exists. And while I was away, my girlfriend gave her life to Christ. She decided to follow Jesus. And she came to visit me, and she brought me a New Testament. A couple of weeks after, I was out of the hospital, and we went in a special gathering 
like this morning. You know, the one who seeks will find. It's a promise to set us free, to bring freedom, healing, restoration, joy, peace. And then I was there. He explained who was Jesus, why he went on the cross. And I realized that all that time I was looking for God everywhere, for answers everywhere. Jesus was always right there behind or beside me, tapping on my shoulder. Hey, Patrice, I'm here. I'm here. Don't you recognize me? Don't you see me? Don't you want to listen to me and follow me? I understood from that time to now, through the Bible, through my relationship, my life with Jesus and God, that have been created, the, the way I'm wired, I'm wired to live with him, with God. I cannot live without God. Like a fish cannot live with, outside of water. Without water. I understand that you and I have been wired, created with some dependency. We don't like that, but it's the reality. And I will give you some example. We are wired that way. You need air to live. You need food to live. You need water to live. But God says also that you need Him to live. Without Him, you cannot survive, live. We need God to live the life that we deeply hope to live. To experience the freedom and the peace and joy that He's talking about. If I say, no, I don't want those dependency. Those restrictions, I want to be master. I want to be my own master, my own boss of my own life. What will happen? If I say, I don't need to depend on food. I don't need food anymore. What will happen? I slowly will shrink. <laughs> and I start to be sick. And the price to pay is that I will die. If I decide, no, I don't want to depend on water. I don't need water anymore. I will eventually dry. Sick, sick and troubled in my stomach. Eventually the price to pay will be that I will die. And I have to say, I don't want to depend on God. I don't need God. I will slowly find some ways to replace him. Because I need him. We always try to put something else that we can put or trust our hope for a future, best future. And this is what human beings have done. Saying, I don't want God and his solution in my life. I'm a big boy. I don't need him. I slowly and slowly I start to go through Heart difficulty, maybe anxiety, conflict, maybe self-esteem problem, insecurity, all kinds of other suffering that exists in our world. And God told us the price to pay is that. Same thing than the other one. But remember, God has a plan. He wants to reveal himself to you. He wants to let him let you know that he's there. He, he don't want you to stay there. He loves you so much that he don't want you to stay there and stay without him. So he reveals himself. 
He desires to be with you. He's got his desire. He wants to be with you. He loves you so much. He doesn't want that for you. This is why he, God, came on this world. Jesus is the revelation. The Bible said that Jesus was God coming on earth. Walking the life that we are supposed to live and paying the price that we are supposed to pay. You know, Jesus was not killed. Nobody took his life. He offered his life. He was ready to pay with his life that you not have to pay with your life. God made that choice because he cares. He loves you so much. He came on earth and offered his life, die on the cross, pay the price that you and I are supposed to pay. But Jesus is the life. He is the initiator of life. He is the life. So death cannot have power on him. So Jesus won over death. The problem of death, it's done, fixed, set. Jesus raised us, won over death. And this life that he got, this is what he wants for you. The price is now paid. You don't have to pay it anymore. Not because you're a good person, because you have done it. And God told me, Petrus, I paid for you. Don't you want my life? Give me your life, he said. Trust me, don't fear. I will put my spirit in you. And a new life will born, start, and will start the transformation in your life. Not by your power, not by your strength. Just trust me. Let me, the space. Trust me. I said to God, I cannot do it without you. I recognized that I was going my own way. Not wanted to listen to you. Forgive me. To have put you aside. But you know what? I know you forgive me. Thank you for your forgiveness, God. Come in my life. Take my life. I want to follow you. Put my trust in you every day. I want to learn what that means with that community. How it is to trust you in every day for every part, aspect of my life. I will invite the worship team to come. And I want to make you an invitation this morning. God wants to reveal himself to you. If it's time today to make this step, to say, okay, I need to trust God and say yes to the Lord. To say to him, I want this life to in my own body, my own soul, my own life. Maybe today is the time to come to him and to tell him, Lord, I want to let go my own solution. I need you in my life. I don't know where you are on your journey, where God is tapping on your shoulder for many months now, maybe many years. Hey, I'm here. Trust me. Come to me. I don't know where you are, but today can be a day of freedom, restoration, healing, salvation. Jesus said that. 
Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If you, anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. This meaning of having this meal with Jesus means a relationship, close relationship. Open our heart and say, Lord, come to me. Come to me. Come in me. God tell you, come to me. I want to invite you to pray with me. And maybe it's the first time tonight you hear that. God wants to connect with you. He wants to meet you. He's got this desire, deep desire to, to know you and connect and be with you. And today maybe it's a time to say, yes, Lord, come in my life. Let's pray. Bow your head. Maybe you've never done this decision in this time today to say to Lord, Lord, you are there. You are the great captain. I know, I understand that what you want for me, it's not a, bring a burden in my life, but you want to bring freedom in my life. I don't know how that means, but I want to trust you because you are God and you are a loving God. So God, come in my life. Help me to understand how to, to walk with you, to trust you. Come in my life. I just want to let go and trust in you. Maybe God is calling you to something for many years, some aspect of your life that you need to let go and, and say, stop that. And, and God said, trust me. You can trust me. I'm there. And I'm going to be there up to the end. I've got the power. I've got the love. Are you ready this morning to make this choice? Say, God, I want to trust you. And as everyone has the head bowed, I will invite you to lift your hand. Say, this morning I want to make this decision. I want to follow you, Jesus, in every aspect of my life. I want to follow you. Maybe I've never done this decision, but this morning I want to do it. I just want to invite you to raise your hand. Just, just, just I will see it. Lord is seeing you. He knows you. And I want to invite you, don't leave this morning, this place, without talking with somebody. just want to finish with that come back on Maurice the bus driver Maurice the bus driver is a kind of believers somebody followers of Christ who is more than somebody who was moving a bus from point A to point B somebody asked me one day do you think Maurice was a, a, a an angel I said no I know Maurice I met his family I went to his home and, and, and but Maurice was more than a Somebody who was moving a bus from point A to point B. He understand that he was involved in a bigger project than just moving a bus. He doesn't spend more than 20 minutes with me altogether. But he impacted my life in a way that you cannot imagine. I'm here today talking about that. So there's a lot of Patrice around you. And you can be a Maurice for somebody. Just stay connect. Listen to where God wants to leave you, lead you. Thank you.